Operabi podcast, dedicated to points of view, challenges, experiences, and best practices for managing your enterprise data. Operabi is the data intelligence and automation platform that empowers organizations to truly control and leverage their data without complexity. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another Operabi podcast. This is the third podcast in a series of four around the GDPR checklist for Operavi customers. I am Daryl Richardson, the Chief Platform Evangelist for Operavi. And again, my esteemed colleague, Beth Winters, has joined me again. So, Jeff, uh, Beth, you want to say... Hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, this is Beth Winters, uh, Solutions Marketing Manager at Operavi and Recovering Attorney. Cool. Um, so, part three. This is, uh, this is really interesting. Um, you know, this checklist is going to help so many people out in so many organizations. Um, so, we are going to focus on the accountability and the governance of this information. So, the daily management of this collected privacy data should be delegated to a person that has a good understanding of the law, someone that can maintain these processes for the governance of the data. A true data management platform like Operavi can help to expedite the request, but you still have to have that person that understands the law, right? Um, yeah, and that's like really hard within organizations, right? Because they are, you know, they're struggling with with staff issues. We've talked before about, you know, issues uh, where multiple people are now wearing different hats. So IT people have to be responsible for um, legal and compliance issues. Legal and compliance people need to know technology more, um, need to be responsible for some IT aspects. And that can be really challenging. It is. And, and, you know, I I mean, we've mentioned it on a couple of webinars, right, about the the decreasing um, experienced people within the governance space, right? You know, so this is going to become a challenge. And then, I mean, like, you've got a... Um, a shoe manufacturing company, right? You know that does that sells in in the UK, right? I mean, so they're going to have to follow these these rules because most of the time they're going to have like this rewards program where you buy 10, 10 sets of shoes and you get ten percent off, right? <laughs> so, but you've given them a lot of information that they've already sold and made, you know, five times that money. Well, off yeah, there's you, so, there's a lot of companies um, collecting you know, lots guys, of information about us all the time, and you know, we've people yeah, have gotten yeah. complacent and you know allow it, but uh, yeah. And people certainly in a shoe manufacturing company that are experts at shoes are not oh, going to be sure. experts on GDPR right. law. Yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely going to be a challenge, you know. So having applications like uh, Operavi's uh, data intelligence and automation platform in place to help manage that data so it's a single source for all that. Right, data. and something that's really like intuitive so to the- use too, like Operavi, because you can build these complex you know, search terms um, but you don't have to have yeah. a lot of technical knowledge to do that. You don't need to know any sort of, you know, coding language or create your own policies. That's right. Exactly right. So the first topic here is, uh, or this, uh, the first part of this um, uh, accountability and governance is to assign a GDPR compliance officer that's organizational wide. Right. So this person assumes responsibility for all compliance regulations relating to the GDPR policy. Um, This person should also be the sole authority to enact policies, make changes, um, you know, make guidelines um, and uh, and make sure that anything related to all GDPR type regulations is adhered to throughout the organization. Right. And that's, you know, that's challenging because you do have to um, operate across different departments within an organization. You have to operate across legal compliance, IT, um, security. So, 
somebody who is at a high enough level who can oversee all of that as well as um, make sure to get um, to be uh, be listened to from from all those different departments um, who has enough sway there will have to be somebody at a, at a higher level within the organization yeah the the, um, the this compliance officer it, it's going to make a, a lot there's going to get a lot of use out of Operavi's platform um, because of the ease of use, all the single, all the data is in a single pane of glass for finding all the different regulated data. Um, it's going to be easy for them to define the, the specific GDPR regulations or classification policies that fit that organization. And um, and, I, and I truly believe that this is going to be the tool that these the compliance officers use to kind of assess, do the audits, and, and make sure that they understand the data set. Absolutely. I mean, also because, you know, somebody at that level can uh, use the the tool in a way that would benefit other parts of the organization for business purposes, uh, for creating efficiencies, um, for security purposes, for any legal or litigation issues that come up, internal investigations. There's a lot of different use cases that um, Operavi could really help with, but um, one department in and of itself might not be able to implement that at a company-wide level. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So this uh, the uh, the next... Um, the next checklist item is to create an agreement between your company and any third-party company processing your company's data. Um, so this is interesting because, you know, a lot of third-party tools, and you mentioned this in the last podcast, right? I mean, third-party um, tools are really, a, there's a high risk. You know, if they're, if if the agreement is not in place, there's a higher risk that something could happen during the translation of the data that they've collected for your company and then the receiving of that information. There's a risk there, right? You know, so having that agreement as to the processes, the policies to get the data from them to you is going to be so important. Well, also going through all of these relationships that you have, right? Making sure that they are still, um, mutually beneficial that you still want to keep um, working with that third party. Um, that's important to do anyway. And having um, having this agreement in place, I mean, that's, that's a great impetus for you to evaluate that, um, to understand who w- ac- um, extra organizationally outside of your organization has access to uh, data from your organization. Yeah, exactly. So the um, the next part part is and 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 we mentioned this too in the, in the last section on the, the security thing, but um, is the appointment of a EU based entity uh, to represent your company if you're not if your company is not based in the EU right right uh, this is this is going to help a lot you know especially when you know requests come in from those countries. Um, and if you have that person or that entity that's in that country, you know, they can log into the platform and do these quick searches to see how much data they actually have on that requester and then start helping your company manage it from where. Right. And this is, is especially important, I think, now with like the invalidation of the EU-US data privacy shield, um, you know, tr- which limits the ability to transfer data from the EU to the U.S., um, you'd really need somebody yeah. who's in the EU um, who can look at your data. Right. Very cool. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be important. Uh, you know, and, and the cool thing is that that you know, both the EU-based um, entity and then your corporate compliance officers, wherever your headquarters is, has access to the same information, right? You know, through the platform. You know, so they can be looking at the same data on the same, you know, on two screens. And they say, okay, this is what we're going to manage, right? So that organization and that communication between the EU-based entity and then the corporate compliance officer um, is going to be, you know, you know, an extremely important. Right, and I mean, again, this also, you know, presupposes that you have customers in the EU, right? So you wouldn't be doing all of this, um, you know, GDPR compliance if you didn't have EU customers necessarily. Uh, So you only need this this officer if you if you do business in the EU. Cool. Um, And and the last part of this is something that's not necessary, but it's pretty important because. This person is, so it's basically the appointment of a data protection officer, right? You know, so you look at a compliance officer, a GDPR compliance officer, and then you look at this EU-based entity, you know, and it's like, wow, you know, I've got three people or I've got two people already, and now I have to put a third one in place. Well, it's not truly necessary, right? I think this protection officer can be the same person in charge of your typical data protection for your organization, right? He just has to be aware that the data that he is protecting with his normal data protection or his backups, or if he's, you know, using the platform when, you know, the actions come into play where we've tiered the data to cloud locations where we're storing information or moving data from one place to another. He just has to be aware that 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 data is there and it's easy enough to log into the platform, do a quick search for the GDPR regulation and see where the final resting place that data is ultimately going to be, right? So that's going to be a, a huge next step for the for the next version of the platform. Right. And I mean, out. this data protection officer, um, it is not required for all companies, but it is required for um, companies that meet one of three criteria. Um one is public authority, that the processing of personal data is done by a public body or public authorities with exemptions granted to courts and other independent judicial authorities. This is um, me reading directly from the GDPR uh, yeah. checklist. Right. Large-scale regular monitoring. Um, number two, the processing of personal data is the core activity of an organization who regularly and systematically observes its data subjects. Um, citizens yeah. or residents of the EU on a large scale. And number three, large scale special data categories, um, the processing of special data categories defined by the GDPR is part of the organization's core activity and done on a large scale. I think that that kind of refers back to those um, special categories like children. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's a uh, health data. Uh, you know, I think, you know, if you look at the typical size of the enterprise today, you probably already have people in place that can take this responsibility on as an right, but you've seen obviously right, and you've seen since the GDPR that the number of postings for a uh, data privacy officer has uh, you know increased exponentially at the same time that we're having you know these other workforce issues where there aren't as many um, compliance officers <laughs> yeah Still, available yeah, so exactly. it, it you probably you might have to train somebody um, to be a data protection officer but I would also think that um, you should evaluate how many uh, data subject access requests you're actually getting on a monthly basis to see you know if it's necessary to appoint um, a second person 
Um, just uh, if you're only getting, you know, five requests a month, um, that's something, you know, that your that your other officer can handle. But if it gets, you know, in the hundreds, um, thousands, you know, that's obviously something that you'll want to start assigning. Um, One thing's cool is that the Operavi's data intelligence and automation platform will make these requests much more efficient, right? So, you know, one person can handle two or three times what a, you know, the typical process would be of searching through 30 or 40 different disparate storage locations and, you know, trying to find that Absolutely. haystack that, you know. Has no, right. It'll, this will, this will totally expedite that process. Um, but at the same time, right, if it, if this is like a C-suite level executive, they don't want to be handling the administrative aspects necessarily. That's right. Yeah. Very good. Now, this is a, this is an interesting topic for me because, you know, this is kind of my forte, you know, the governance and, and management of that data and making sure it's protected, you know, so. Um, but Beth, again, uh, thanks. Thanks for joining. Um, it, it's always a pleasure having you out here. Um, and for everybody listening, uh, thank you again for joining uh, the Operavi podcast here around accountability and governance for the GDPR checklist. And stay tuned for part four, which will focus on privacy rights, which you're not going to want to miss because this one here is kind of the meat and potatoes of, of the GDPR policies um, and what you have to do. So um, anyway, everybody have a great day and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Operavi podcast. For more information, see operavi.com or contact us directly via email at info at You can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter for the latest news, tips, and insights on data intelligence and automation. We'll be back soon with more, so if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review, or share with a friend or colleague. Thanks, and see you soon.